Listener Production. Put your feet up and forget about every buzzword from these unprecedented times. Pivot. The new normal. Social distancing. Your microphone is it's not on. Click on the button with the picture of the microphone. Every time. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Bro, have you ever seen a UFO? Um, no, I've seen some cool little shooting star things, but oh, yeah. I don't think it was a unidentified flying object. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I've spoken about the time me and Ursula Carlson were in the car in Perth and we saw a plane that wasn't moving in the sky. But uh, <laughs> there has been a little bit of UFO chat in the news recently, and uh, in particular, it's because there's a documentary that's just uh, that's about to be released. Yep. Um, have you seen stories about this? The aerial school, the Rua uh, UFO incident. No, I saw a I saw a Barack Obama doing an interview in which he said that there are ident- unidentified flying objects. Really? They're admitting but that's it, eh? Just because there's things in the sky that are unidentified. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, that's what they are. Well, in this particular case, <laughs> right? On September 16, nineteen ninety four, okay, a UFO sighting in a small school in Zimbabwe. Sixty two children were there. All witnessed it, right? But then there's this argument about whether it actually happened. Uh, even though mm. many have drawn photos that all match the similar situation, there's photos of you know squashed grass and footprints in the ground. But um, but people are saying that it was a, it was an episode of mass hysteria. So it'll be it's interesting to I don't know I might give this doco a watch well, and delve further into the truth to the truth because I know it's out there. I, it is good we bring up mass hysteria because that's what's going to be happening at Bell's Hotel South Melbourne tonight as. <laughs> Thousands of people descend to try the world's first fairy schnitz made fresh for the Australian market. It is a chicken schnitzel with sprinkles instead of breadcrumbs or in addition to. We'll see how it turns out this evening. But it's very exciting. You can come down for free to Bell's Hotel. A schnitty's 20 bucks. Drinks are on the bar for you to purchase as well. Matt, you and I will be there, which means, alas, I need to get out of this room in Warnable, my childhood bedroom, potentially for leaving for a little while. So before I do that, I also want to um, bring up with something something with you that I've been meaning to talk about whilst being here. So um, we'll, we'll get to that later on as well. Ooh, well, I'm very interested to uh, hear about that. But before we go do that, let's check in to see who might be joining us at our Fairy Schnitz event at Bell's Hotel tonight. Let's get stuck in. It's all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Can you smell that, Daiso? What? What is that smell? That's history in the making, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it reeks of history in the making uh, around these studios because this evening the incredible debut of the world's first commercially available fairy schnitzel. It is the schnitzel you have on any sort of celebratory occasion, birthdays, Bar mitzvahs, anniversaries, um, weddings. You name it, we schnit it. You want to see it at these big dinners. You know when they the dinners where you're sitting at a table and the wait staff bring out like one dish and then a next and they sort of alternate dishes. Yeah, the barramundi or the fairy schnit. And people are like, oh, while someone's gone to the toilet, someone's like, quick, grab their fairy schnit. It is a chicken schnitzel crumbed with hundreds and thousands. And you can come down and try it for yourself at Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne. We've been building up to this night for a very long time, Matt O'Kine, and we thought we'd um, check who's coming along because it's open to 
anybody to come down. Uh, it's a brilliant pub who has a large menu. They're just adding a special edition for the night, the Ferry Schnitzel. And I reckon if enough people try it, Matt, it could could become a permanent fixture. Well, I reckon more than a few will. I reckon hundreds and thousands will give this one a go. <laughs> now, Jess is on the line. I'm sorry. Jess, uh, you're coming along. I'm coming along. I'm very excited. Excellent, Jess. Who are you bringing with you? I'm bringing my friend Kate. When you first heard of the fairy schnitt, did you think I'm in or did you take a little bit of convincing? I think I was a little bit apprehensive Mm. to begin, Um, but now it's more curiosity has got me more than anything, I reckon. Yeah. But just have a think about this, Jess. Just have a little think about this. Do you think the first person who ever tried Vegemite thought, hmm, this yeast spread (laughs) gotten from the bottom of beer vats sounds appetising? No. Okay. But once they had a taste, they had a schmear, suddenly it was all the rage and became a national institution. And I think that is the direction the fairy schnitzel is going. I think you make a very good point. I think the more people that try it, the better. Well, one of the things we haven't even discussed, the other day we talked about a few of the sides, you know. We were talking about throwing up, you know, maybe packets of crisps or, you know, musk sticks and maybe peppermint leaves instead of salad. But we haven't (laughs) talked about the sauce, Jess. I mean, when I get a steak, I'm team peppercorn. When I get a schnitt, I'm team mushroom, all right? But what sort of sauce do you think pairs with a fairy schnitt? Should we be going team caramel? (laughs) <laughs> I would be going Team Ice Magic of some Ooh, sort. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now we heart. are talking. That will be very interesting. You know, we haven't even thought about it. We might have to send a uh, mm. fax to the chef right now to let them know that mm-hmm. we've got another uh, factor to contend with. So uh, thank mm. you very much mm. for your input, Jess, oh, and for uh, being a part of it. Yeah. And as far as um, being an early adopter, Jess, do you jump mm-hmm. on trends usually before you know, the great unwashed start finally becoming aware of it. Are you a bit of a trendsetter? I like to be ahead of the game, so yes, absolutely. Mm, okay. That's yep. the reason yeah. I'm coming. That's good to hear, Jess. Well, you and a lot of other people, including yourself, if you are listening and can make it this evening to Bell's Hotel, Matt and I will be there from 6pm, potentially even helping out the wait staff to bring the fairy schnitzel to the tables. As we mentioned, it's not the only meal you can get there. So if- Yeah, we're, we're pretty much invading their kitchen. It's going to be annoying for yeah. them, but we, we don't, it doesn't matter. We're, gonna, we're doing this for Australia, okay? And if you want to book a table, then head to bellshotel.com.au. That's B-E-L-L-S hotel.com.au. You.au. au Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, Alex Dyson, you might have noticed, haven't been so chirpy about crypto recently. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, if I was to draw a graph <laughs> of the crypto markets and a graph of the amount of times Matt brings up crypto... <laughs> Uh, and it would be over the last couple of weeks, both of them (laughs) would be plummeting. (laughs) Yeah, look, okay, let's just say the uh, the good times appear to be over and uh, we've entered what's called a bear market for anyone who's not following at home. (laughs) That's... 
Why do they call it that? Because your bare body is being <laughs> smacked by the market. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They say you don't lose money until you sell. <laughs> but I tell you what. I literally couldn't sell because no one wants this absolute pass that I'm holding right now, okay? So, I mean, I knew I'd lost it when I bought in on Shibnobi. Well, that's the thing because the crypto, particularly in those elements, there's a couple of ones where there's still maybe some hope they'll be used in actual transactions into the future. It's just... Other meme lords like yourself try to trick each other into paying more for hey, it hey, than hey, you hey, did. Hey, <laughs> I didn't come here for some smug lecture, mate, okay? I came here to discuss some of my problems that I've got right now, okay? Now, one of the problems is there's no point in checking my crypto every 10 minutes because <laughs> I am dead poor, okay? So it doesn't make it like I know that it's not worth no. anything. What do you mean? Of course there is. It's the same reason that uh, the dude from the Da Vinci Code whacks himself on the back with a bloody <laughs> Cat 09 <laughs> tails. Mon- <laughs> Just, Just self-punishment. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I already had a bit of that when I was when I was house hunting as well, you know, but now since I bought a house mm. and, um, you know, anyone who's bought a house knows this, it takes years. You spend years Googling and searching the mm. house market and you're looking at all the different house markets, different cities, suddenly you're thinking, oh, do I really want to buy a house here if I could afford a house, mm. you know, in, in Gundawindi for much cheaper and all that sort of stuff, right? So yep. then so then you're so invested in not just your local house market but the whole Australian house market, right, that you spend hours, weeks, days, years looking at this stuff. As soon as you buy a house, you can't bear to look at it. You don't even want to... All the newsletters you get in your inbox from all the times you've inquired, you've got to delete them immediately. You do not want to see a single property that rivals the one that you bought that could be yeah. slightly better or, <laughs> you know, slightly less price, yeah. whatever. So I, you have to just delete the apps or delete all the newsletters. So then that that takes away a whole portion of your online life, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you're stuck with social media scrolling, bloody Instagram, I yeah. wake up, I follow 1,032 people and yep. all I get is meme accounts. Meme accounts, Barry Bus Banter, Nugget, <laughs> Relationship, <laughs> Crazy Boozy Babes or whatever it is, Boozy, what is it, 30-year-old problems, whatever those accounts are. Relationship boo, whatever these <laughs> meme accounts are, right? And you think you only joined because one person in your group mm. chat sent you a meme mm. and you couldn't see it, so you had to follow this goddamn account. So all you get is that. So I don't want to spend yeah. time on that, and now I've got nothing. Right? So right. whenever I open my phone, I think, oh, I'm going to do something on the internet. Nothing. I have nothing. The internet's a magical place, but the ocean, which many people used to surf the web on has really dried up um, when it comes to things outside of, yeah, those social media accounts. So we did put the call out. What do you do on the internet when you're not scrolling on socials? Help Matt O'Kine because he doesn't want to check crypto or property anymore and feel bad that he got a bad deal. Um, Gabriella got in touch. I'm learning Spanish on Duolingo. That's pretty bueno, Matt. You could get into that. (laughs) I only know one word, one phrase in Spanish, and that's uno más cerveza. Um, 
One beer. <laughs> one one more beer, is it? That is one oh, more one beer. More um, Amanda's uh, you got some interesting use of her time on the internet. What about you, Amanda? I do my grocery. I've got a grocery list and I check Coles and Woolies websites to see what's on special that week so I know where to do my shopping. Wow. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> is there... Bit of pre-planning. <laughs> so do you find the specials at each and then shop at both? Or do you just find, like, do you just calculate where all of your stuff is most on special and go there? I actually, I have my grocery list split into different columns. So one of them is for Aldi and then I have my list for Coles and Woolies and I check uh, what's on special where and I I go to all three. (laughs) Can I just say, it sounds like you are a professional grocery shopper. (laughs) I work in logistics. I'm a logistics planner. Ah, uh, so. uh, wow. Uh, me yep. thinks you don't leave work in the office then, Amanda. <laughs> My entire life is logistics and planning. Okay, now is this kind of the furthest point in which your logistics obsession, and I'm going to say that uh, politely, <laughs> um, extends to into your personal life? Or what's the most planning, over-the-top planning sort of thing you've found yourself doing? Oh, I'm the kind of person who, if you want me to go out, I need a few weeks or months notice so I can figure out exactly where I need to park, what route I need to take. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What, what Like, you need to know where to park. Parking's a huge thing and I don't want to catch public transport, so I need a lot of time to prepare. Oh, wow. That's amazing. um, (laughs) What's the the last holiday you've been on, Amanda? Where'd you go? I went to Thailand about 13, 14 years ago. <laughs> I'm only asking because are you the kind of person who would plan every hour of a holiday as well? And that's basically why I haven't travelled since. So, <laughs> yes, Oh, really? Was it just too, was it too much? No, no, it was actually a lot of fun, but I do, I'm, I'm a very meticulous planner, but I do also make sure I plan time to relax. Do you actually relax when you plan to relax or do you oh, just no, use not. that relax time to plan more? The, the planning to relax time is for other people. Um, and then I try to sit down and read, but I'm I'm planning out my next move. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Well, we're going to keep your number, okay, because Matt and I always come up with some harebrained schemes, but we never know how to actually get it done. So yeah. we'll keep you on hand to be the official all-day breakfast logistics expert, and uh, I'm sure that we will be giving you a call at some stage when we have a, an idea that could use your incredible services. I got you. I got you. Can I ask, Amanda, what happens when the plans go wrong <laughs> I'm it's not good for anybody around me I uh, but I'm getting better I'm learning how to meditate and be at peace with things going wrong I've got a partner who's very very chill and he's just like eh, doesn't matter and so I'm trying to adjust that there's nothing worse than when you really care about something and your partner's like oh it doesn't matter <laughs> like ah! it's nice to hear but inside I'm like I'm, I'm freaking out <laughs> inside if, if something goes wrong oh uh, well you're the best Amanda thank you so much for having such a fun chat with us <laughs> no worries you guys have a good one you too all the best you too we'll catch you later <laughs> bye Well, Matt, with the election over, 
Um, I may not be living in my childhood bedroom for much longer. Oh. Potentially moving out from my dad's house, so that'll be good. You can stay in Warrnambool? I don't know. i got to tell you what, it's it's not a bad place to live. Of course <laughs> it is. It's, it looks beautiful, standard of quality of life. It looks incredible. I mean, it's why you would want to represent it. It's a great part of the world. Yeah, it is a bit tougher to run, you know, work in the media and run businesses from remote areas, but it's certainly something to think about over the next little while. But for the meantime, uh, it could be one of the last opportunities that I have to um, to broadcast from here. So I thought I cannot move out without <laughs> bringing up something that I've been looking at on my childhood bookcase for a long time while doing these podcasts. Okay. And I thought that you might like, because you like comedy, when I was, you know, a child growing up in Tuong, Brisbane, I, um, on my bookshelf, had Australia's rudest jokes books. Well, no, we don't want that, Matt. We don't want rude jokes. I mean, I know the kind of guy you are, so you'd be there. But for me, you know, I like to play it with a bit of a straighter bat, so to speak. But you like comedy, okay? Hit me. You like sports. I do. So that's why I thought that you would love if on the podcast we did a bit of a reading from Max Walker's and Brian Doyle's sport jokes. Bro, okay, okay. Well, I've been wanting, (laughs) I have been wanting to do a segment like this for so long, okay, because I go to this local pub, right, and it's still one of those places that still has like jokes on the urinal wall that you can read. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So so I took a photo of it recently. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, we should have like a joke off, like a woke or joke kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Right. Th- that was the name of the segment I couldn't figure yeah, out. Yeah, like, because j- jokes on a, on a toilet urinal wall, not always that woke. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, does this pass the, you know, the the sniff test? Um, but go on, okay, hit me, hit me with your jokes. Well, let's dip the toe in the water because you'd think, oh, Maybe there's, um, you know, how many, if you're limiting jokes to just sport, how many can you come up with? Well, Max Water and Brian Dahl have come up with about two inches. Listen to this. Two inches of hilarity <laughs> when it comes to various sports. And the, the great thing is that they're um, laid out in the table of contents via sport. All right. So you get to choose which sport you want to make jokes about, Matt. All right, so you want okay. To have cricket, Aussie rules, golf, well, rugby league. Let's all horizontal choose. Horizontal Chesterfield rugby, um, horses and gambling, large balls and small, hunting and fishing. Is there anything that tickles your fancy? Let's go Olympics. Let's make it global, baby. All right. That goes to page 491 <laughs> of sports jokes. Oh, God. <laughs> For the Olympics. <clears throat> He ran the 100 metres in 6.4 seconds. Ridiculous. Nobody could run the 100 metres in 6.4 seconds. Well, he can. He knows a shortcut. (laughs) That's better than I thought it was. Okay, okay. (laughs) Number two. The good news is you've just been picked for the Olympic javelin team. The bad news is you're the one who catches it. Mate, they don't make them like they used to. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, before we head out, Daiso, to Bell's Hotel to uh, start yep. dishing up some schnitties, yep. hit us with one final joke before we go. To take us into a big night of fairy schnitzel eating, <clears throat> let me tell you how bad a golfer he is. 
In his bag, he carries flares, a compass, and emergency rations. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he's going to get low. All right, all right. He's going to spend that much time on the course. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Alex Dyson. And thank you, Max Walker. And who was the uh, other <laughs> Brian chap who Doyle. wrote this? Brian Doyle. Thank you very much for their uh, collection of jokes from what year? 1993, 94, I'm guessing. Oh, man, this would be 1997. Oh, there you go, 25 years old. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for listening to another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We can't wait to see you tonight at Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne. Of course, it's free to come down if you want to just drop by and say g'day or have a beer. But if you do want to jump on the schnitty wagon, then it's going to be 20 bucks. But 20 bucks well spent, I reckon. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back here tomorrow morning as well. Same time, same place as we always are, Alex Dyson. So uh, I'll see you there, mate. Sounds good. Catch up. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.